This is Jay Baer from Convince and Convert, and welcome to the Content Pros Podcast, where you'll hear the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world. The show is brought to you by Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. The show is also brought to you by Vidyard, the best platform for creating, managing, and optimizing your video content marketing. And the show is brought to you by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. The hosts of the show are Randy Frisch and Tyler Lessard. Find all links, archives, and more at contentprospodcast.com. Now, here's Randy, Tyler, and this week's special guest. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. I'm Randy Frisch from Uberflip. As always, I've got Tyler Lessard joining me from Vidyard. And today we're going to talk about something that I'm always really passionate about and and not to take anything away from the importance of creating content in our organizations, but I think a lot of us have realized how to do that, how to go about doing that. Our guest today is going to help us understand how we can actually leverage all that content, how we can distribute it, whether that's through different channels, whether that's through our internal uh, teams, a lot of different ways to think about what do we do with all the content that we've amassed over the years of content creation or the stuff that we're going to create heading into the new year. Tyler, I, I know this is something that your team focuses on a lot as well. I'm excited about that perspective, but to add on to it, the idea of thinking about what channels do we want to leverage and how does that potentially actually influence our content strategy, right? What kind of content should we be creating based on the kinds of channels, the formats that we want to get out into the market and letting that um, influence what we create, how we create it and let our, you know, really our creative juices flow in terms of what it is we do as a content marketing team. So to talk about some of that here today, we have Susan Hartman, partner at Susan Hartman Consulting, and um, you know somebody who's been in the business for a number of years, um, spent years at Schneider Electric in the global content marketing team, doing some pretty incredible programs, and now consulting with others on how to drive their content strategies. So Susan, maybe you could quickly introduce yourself and uh, give a, a little bit of background on your uh, history in the world of content. Great. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. So uh, yeah, I've been working for Schneider Electric for for the last 12 years and just recently stepped out to do some consulting work with uh, both Schneider and some other um, organizations, large and small. Um, but basically the, the real content marketing thing came to life for us in Schneider Electric in, in a couple of ways. And that was about midway through the career with them. Uh, we decided we needed to start leveraging content, leveraging our ability to get broader audiences. And so that's when we really deep dived into the whole content marketing concept um, and, and learned about the Content Marketing Institute as well. Um, prior to that, I had done just a broad amount of marketing in general, whether it's working in the field, working in products, uh, working on strategy teams. So it sort of became a nice opportunity to pull all of that background and the content um, direction together and create a new way to flow the thinking, flow the ideas and and think differently about how we do marketing and how we address the content we create. So that's where I've been. Um, and now I'm uh, having a great time consulting with my, my past companies and meeting new companies um, and trying to help them out. So 
As you like look back at the last you know few years, and, and you we'll talk about some specific programs that you did at Schneider that I think are are, are great examples of of leveraging content in different channels and in, in, in very creative ways. Um, what's kind of the hallmark of you know how you've approached content marketing, and is it you know your approach to the content strategy? Is it thinking in creative ways about the the channels like we're talking about here? Um, what what really gets your 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 blood going when you think about you know interesting ways to make content a bigger part of your business? Um, I really I really found that um, uh, the, the first part is is the is the shiny part, and that is how do you make these terrific videos and podcasts and uh, beautiful web based uh, tools that can be used and shared. And that was actually the first attraction, and I realized there were a lot of great ways that you could do that. But then. One thing that I really came to understand um, was the level of frustration that people had and the challenge they had at uh, trying to make that content move someplace, how to, how to make it um, work for them or how to get you know, into some new avenues of, of uh, attracting attention. And so I really ended up bringing my attention more around how do you help people with the organizational view of that and finding alternative ways, even if they're traditional ways, uh, to take content and really leverage it and then um, to bring everybody on board. So uh, there needs to be sort of a, I think what a lot of people have trouble with in their challenges are uh, the cooperation, not just the resources, but also the cooperation uh, across functional groups, teams, knowledge bases, you know, so you've got your creative areas here and you've got your delivery mechanisms there and, and trying to really bring everybody together. And so that was one of the things that I really felt was something we had great success with at Schneider and that I ended up spending quite a lot of time focusing on in that environment in particular. Um, but I'll be honest, as I've talked to a lot of other organizations and teams, it doesn't seem to matter how big they are. They still have the same type of challenges. So it, it seems to be a a, a one problem fits all kind of situation. So, so Susan, I'm, I'm interested to go a little deeper on that. And, and I think a lot of people listening to this podcast may, may be wondering the same. And, you know, for context, when I looked up some of the things that you had done at Schneider Electric, I believe you were the director of the global content marketing division, which sat under the CMO, which I think is, is great and very reflective of how forward thinking Schneider Electric was, you know, at the, at the time you were there. But as you touch on, and, and we're going to get to these examples of how you packaged up and distributed content, did that as, you know, to your point, live as part of the mandate for the global content marketing team? Or was it on you to more so, and, and you just started to touch on this in terms of how groups work cross division, or was it on you to figure out how, say, the demand gen group did that, or how, you know, perhaps even the social teams did that in terms of how they leverage content? So who was it on, who was it on to, to package the content versus, you know, make that content available? Mm -hmm. um, so it was sort of an unusual structure in the space that I was in. So I probably should, should give you the descriptive of that first. Um, in our global team, we were starting out by basically bringing forward this, this concept of how to do content marketing and why would we use it and try to evangelize it in the organization. And then that meant working with the business units, which um, even though they uh, do get direction out of the CMO, they operate as independent business units. And there are about six major global business units. So the corporate level really focused more on what are the broad-based messages, the broader stories, um, the higher visibility 
um, things that we want to bring people's attention to the brand. So we were focusing more on that level. Um, but then really it was a, a, a twofold experience in my space because I also needed to work with the businesses to, to help them and guide them and give them some direction and bring recommendations of tools they could use or methodologies they might try or, you know, where could they get resources, things of that nature. So it, 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 we're really talking about a very big company that started at the beginning phases of this about mm, maybe almost five years ago and then really evolved considerably to where they are today. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a, a little bit of a consultative effect to the businesses, but at the same time, it was also um, driving that same content uh, mission around what the brand and the message was for the company itself. So I don't know if that helps to sort of paint the picture a little bit. I guess it definitely does. So maybe you could give us an example. I, I know we keep talking about some some campaigns that were done, but maybe you could give us an example where you uh, worked with another business group to either you know, package up content for them for distribution or arm them with the content that they could package up themselves. Uh, how did that work in, in, in a real life example? Okay. So um, I'd say one of the biggest examples that uh, we took on, um, this really was more last year than this year. Um, <clears throat> we developed uh, a key set of stories and, and I wasn't the only one driving this. This was a whole team of us that came together with the heads of the business marketing teams for each business unit. It was determined these were going to be the major messages coming out of each business in alignment with our brand. And what did we want to say? What was the, the high level story to, to put out to the marketplace? Um, how do we want to display that? So everyone came together and we gave some recommendations and what kind of floated to the top was the idea of these really interesting and engaging interactive uh, e-guide type pieces. Um, very visually dynamic, um, very rich with information fed from the business unit. It wasn't something we would write, of course, uh, but, but we would help to craft the message, help them to do the writing, help to put the design together. So my piece in the middle of this was to help bring to the table the marketing people from the business who had the expertise and the understanding of, of the, the industry message the uh, graphic design people who were actually working with the software to develop the e-guide itself, um, our web team who uh, were preparing um, microsites so that we could house those assets and we have a place for them to live. And then the social media team, <laughs> this, is, this is a cast of thousands, the social media team um, who prepared you know, for all of the social aspects of it so that we could leverage those stories once they went live. And so that was one way that we could counsel um, the businesses on some uh, best practices and some, some really great tools that could be used and to also help to guide uh, the design and the messaging that was built into the asset itself. I love this topic. Um, and it's something that I know even in our own team, we continue to try to get better at. And because, because you touched on a few things there, it, it does take, you know, a village to, to bring a content strategy to life. And, you know, I get frustrated when we create a great, you know, piece of content, quote unquote, and it's not built under the 
you know, expectation that it's going to go out and be leveraged by all these different teams, right? Because it's it's great to write a great ebook um, and put it up on your website, but you know, what are the what are the driving principles behind that? Why did you do it? Why did you take the approach you did? And it's such a difference when you start with engaging those teams and you bring in somebody from social, you bring in somebody from demand, you bring in somebody from the video team, right? And and you brainstorm and go, okay, here's the story or here's the topic, you know, a let's let's come up with some creative ways to express that and to create that. But then if we're going to use it as a lead gen tool, um, you know, how might we, again, package it up to make sure it's going to work effectively on this channel and this channel? And what should we do for social? Maybe there's a social extension to the campaign that, you know, somebody has the idea and it changes the way you think about the content you create. And that stuff like gets me super excited when we collaborate as a team and go, ah, here it is, right? And then the content team is really then focused on how do I now create this in a way that these different teams can leverage it? And the results are always better, always, <laughs> I think without exception, uh, when when we take that approach. And I assume you see the same things. Like, what are those teams? If somebody were to say, okay, what are the four or five teams that, or maybe more that we should be consulting with to, you know, as part of the creation and strategy, not just afterwards to throw it out to. To backtrack on what you just said, that's why I gravitated to doing that because I really loved the collaborative nature of it, bringing everybody to the table, everybody understanding how this is going to benefit the business, how it's going to benefit us as a company, how are we going to leverage this to create more brand awareness, how are we going to you know, turn this into a lead gen opportunity. Um, and the businesses are responsible for those numbers at the end of the day. So when they can communicate that out to their sales teams, either in the countries or wherever their, their teams might be, those guys are really jazzed because now they've got something new to talk about. They've got something new to share. So I think it's really important that you bring all the people to the table so everyone understands it holistically why you're doing this. And then it gets that push. It's almost like it creates that that ripple effect and it just pushes right out into the right parts of the organization to get it, to get it distributed, make sure it gets used. And now you're telling a story that really takes effect. That's great advice, Susan. So now that we know the right people sitting at the table, let's take a quick blip break here on Content Pros and we'll be right back to talk about some of the other campaigns you've executed with those groups right here on Content Pros. Hey everybody, this is Jay Bear from Convince and Convert reminding you that Content Pros is sponsored by Uberflip, a cloud-based platform that helps marketers like you create personalized content experiences to showcase the content you've created. You, not IT, you can create engaging content hubs that your audiences will love. I use it all the time. My team uses it all the time. With Uberflip, you'll deploy content faster, accelerate your lead gen, and enable your sales team with personalized content throughout the sales cycle. Go to uberflip.com pros, uberflip.com pros to find out how you can be a content pro by showing your company that the content experience matters. The show is also brought to you by my friends at Vidyard, the new generation video platform that helps you unlock the power of video today. Love, love, love Vidyard. Use it all the time. Super easy, interactive, personalized video experiences. You can boost your online conversion rates, track the true performance of your video content well beyond the view count. Visit vidyard.com today to see how you can use video to deliver better results across all of your marketing programs. Also want to remind you that my team and I at Convince and Convert have a brand new free ebook I'd love for you to take a look at. Go to bit.ly slash broken content. That's bit.ly slash broken content. It's called The Four Ways to Fix Your Broken Content Marketing. Put a lot of work into it. I think you'll love it. Thanks as always for listening to Content Pros. Now, back to the show. 
We're back here on Content Pros speaking with Susan Hartman about how we leverage all the content we've created in our organization. And she's done some really great things over her career and nowadays working with a lot of the, the clients that she knows to, to bring some of those best practices. And one of the stories that, that you were telling us about before we, we jumped on the podcast today was a university of sort that you that you created that, that really was content marketing at its core. And I'm wondering if you could take us through, you know, using some of the framework and mindset that you lined up in the first part of the podcast, how that came to be and how you ended up deploying that. Sure. I'm happy to. Um, the program is called Energy University. Um, and the URL is myenergyuniversity.com. And um, I invite everybody to go and visit it. It is a free online education program that's um, provided by Schneider Electric and while the program is offered free of charge, it is also a vendor neutral program in that there is no product uh, association that's tied into the education. So I keep that in mind because I'm about to tell you where the background of this thing comes from. So if you go back almost 10 years, um, the then CMO of the company uh, recognized that the body of work that was provided by the engineering team in terms of white paper content um, was all living on this one space in their web, the website. He starts looking at analytics and realizes they're getting global downloads in the in the thousands and thousands every single you know month every year, and he decided that he thought it should be converted. Why couldn't you take some of this material, convert it into something a little bit more attractive, appealing, and broad based, and then push it out and let people have access to it and let's see what happens. So what started as his sort of interesting experiment in that turned into something that really uh, manifested itself into a strong brand awareness uh, and eventually lead generation program. So what we did is we took the, the white paper content, uh, which is your foundational uh, bit of knowledge. You convert that into something that is a um, web-based module of learning. It's got all of the components around learning and, and adoption, adult learning pr uh, principles, et cetera. It's designed by an instructional designer. So it's not just small bootleg stuff. We really put a lot of invested time and money into these modules. And then we built them into this entire wrapper of a university. So what was interesting is that as we launched the program and watched the traction grow year over year, um, we found that there were people coming to this program and finding it organically um, from a variety of different countries all over the world. And so we had to, we had people come in, they would register, they give us some basic information, they take the courses of interest, and the content is all based around the different uh, theories and best practices uh, of the industry space that Schneider focuses on. So you, you now look at this body of material that's being offered, and it's, it's essentially your internal expertise, it's your deep knowledge, it's your deep philosophy of what your company's principles are based on and what their what their product innovation might be based on. Now, you're not giving away trade secrets, but you're really talking about the stuff that um, helps people to understand why is this the right way of approaching things? Why would you go after a solution such as X and Y? And then how could I find that solution? And so it created this wonderful loop back of people coming to the site, taking the knowledge courses uh, responding to us through the email drip campaign that we created with them because we communicated with them regularly. And then eventually they came back in and became part of our sales um, process because we tied this into our CRM. 
So it, it was really a, a pretty remarkable growth curve. Um, and to give you an idea of, of how highly adopted this became, I'd say that even as of the time that I left Schneider, uh, 60% of the users that came to the site came to us organically still. Um, and then you had, uh, I think we the 1 million mark in courses taken was in March and over 600,000 people globally had taken those courses. So that's over the span of, you know, 10 years, but it, it gives you a, an idea of the volume and the um, amazing amount of interest and thirst for knowledge that people have for this stuff. So maybe you can just speak to, I mean, you know, it sounds like a genius idea now, right? I mean, like in retrospect, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that many courses taken, you know, 600,000, you know, different users, I think you just said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, I, I mean, how many of our campaigns get 600, you know, you know, views or likes these days? I mean, it, it's, it's amazing to think about the work that would have had to go into that. Maybe you can talk about how you pitched the goals of it at the at the forefront versus you know the real outcome that you've seen and how that that maybe changed over that period as an organization and how you view how it's changed the view of content even in the org. So I I think that when they started it, the idea was simply to get um at, you know open open the doors and and get as many different people. Um, interested in the company, really looking at, at who the company was, what were we talking about, um, and then also uh, really creating that opportunity to engage with them. So that was always part of the objective. It was never just to be philanthropic about things. Um, what ended up happening is that, we, you know, when you started to recognize that that content really had a lot of traction and a lot of interest and value to those end users and that it created this deep relationship with a lot of them. That's when it became uh, much more seriously viewed um, by senior management. So we were always giving reports and analytics and, you know, your basic numbers, as you say, your basic numbers are great. That's wonderful. And then you get to a point where you're suddenly tying this to, you know, the fact that you're, you're helping to support strategic accounts for the company, or you're helping to, you know, identify X amount of new opportunities for leads. Um, that's where it suddenly changed the mentality of the use of the program um, and and really got us thinking about it in a different way. And ultimately, we, there's a there are certifications that are tied to it, um, which drive uh, some revenue. But when we were able to finally kind of backtrack this within the, the, the CRM, the salesforce.com system, that's when we were able to say, okay, this isn't just something that's part of a cost center. Isn't this nice? This is now actually something tied to, you know, us bringing in, helping to bring in some revenue. So they looked at it, didn't become part of a profit center, but it really changed the perspective of how you looked at taking content that you might otherwise have thought was just another white paper and then creating something that converts it using what's seemingly a standard thing, online learning. And then you're suddenly generating a whole different avenue of interest and way of reaching, you know, a broader audience. And, and that's when everybody started to see the whole program in a much different fashion. I, you know, I, I la, 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 love this so much and I'm not stuttering. I'm just emphasizing how much I love this program um, because this is something that we've tried to do as well. And, and Randy, back to your like retrospective, you know, uh, notion, 
I wish, and maybe this is a tip for everybody out there. I wish a year ago I had started building some iterative content, some eBooks and some videos and so on with the vision that, you know, a year from then we would take it all up and then package it up as like a university or some kind of like courseware or a drip campaign or something. And if I had done that, I would have actually built out the schedule to make sure it all aligns. Cause I'm looking back and thinking about all the great content we built in the last year, but it's, it's kind of disconnected from each other. And if we had only been thought at that time, we could have just tweaked the way we built it such that right now I could have launched a big university um, and put it all together. And so it's like even the tip back for me and my team, I'm like, I want to start thinking about that of, you know, looking ahead and go, you still can, I can, I can do it. It's never too late. <laughs> Our friend Andy Crescidina talks about it, I think, as lifetime body of work, right? And yeah. and the idea of pulling together all these assets, whether it's to write a book one day, whether it's to have the university program that, that you've been able to successfully launch. Um, you know, even Tyler, it's some, one of the, some of the things I've seen you guys do recently that I'm envious of at, at Vidyard are your chalk talks, right? I mean, at, those have to me, become a, a different form of education, you know, really easy to consume, really snappy and very series based. Yeah. And one of the um, actually very interesting to point, I'm literally in the midst right now of working on repurposing those chalk talks into packaged guides and courses. And, and, and this was one where I actually did practice what I'm preaching right now, because as we built out the schedule for those weekly chalk talks, um, I looked ahead and said, okay, so we want to eventually build a getting started, uh, you know, for video in demand gen, you know, guide. And so we made sure we created a series of chalk talks that address the different topics. And I'm literally now in the process of packaging those up and going, here's a new, you know, sort of mini course for a demand gen person on how to get started with video. And it's effectively just a series of, of five of those chalk talks that we already did. Um, so reflecting on it, I guess I did learn something along the way and we've started doing this in a smaller scale, but that's exactly right. And it's like such a home run when you get that efficiency of scale. So um, lots of good takeaways there for our audience. I'm, I'm, I'm reinvigorated on some of those things we're doing now and appreciating how it could all, uh, how it could all be leveraged through those, these bigger channels. Love it. Thank you, Susan. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to talk some more about. I, believe me, I could get really detailed about some of the aspects of this program, but I, I usually try to pull it up, pull it up a level, so that yeah. uh, you know I don't get too deep into it. But it, there are a lot of amazing aspects of it, and I'll tell you the the, the thirst for knowledge out there. I, I didn't know what to call this. I just kept calling it knowledge marketing. It's like the the marketing of your your expertise and your knowledge and your understanding and I, I really think that it uh, made a huge difference in leveraging the relationships especially when you look at your strategic relationships because those are the hardest ones to really crack you know the the the, the deep big uh, corporate type of uh, deals that get crafted within companies and sometimes you just really have to convince them and let them believe that you understand what you're doing um, and, and really understand what they need and what their problems are. Um, and when you can really create that intersection, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So Susan, as, as we look to wrap up here, one of the things I'm, we always like to do is bring people's personal lives into their work lives. See how they, they kind of intertwine. And one of the things I, I got to know about you partly from your Twitter handle is, which is at sailing woman 100 yeah. uh, is, is that you're a sailor. So I guess my question for you is when you're sailing, is, is that your kind of quiet time to find an opportunity to write, or is that a complete uh, disconnected 
time for you to, you know, to enjoy the scenery and, and to step away. Yeah. Uh, so in, in the active sailing part of it, I, I, I'm not a passive sailor. Um, so I'm not, I wouldn't be writing at that point. I definitely like to be out there and in, uh, wind and, and weather, but, um, when you get to places, uh, Rhode Island is an amazing place. So if anyone knows our coastline, you, you, you know what I mean about how beautiful it can be and how many places you can tuck in and it's quite, quite peaceful, but that's, that is a great, you know, it's interesting. You should say that because I remember on the couple of trips this summer, I was like, Oh my God, I got to write this down. You know, it's suddenly <laughs> like trying to jot notes into my phone so that I don't forget, you know, and you come up with some new thoughts and ideas or suggestions, you know, for something you're working on. Um, yeah. So it's, it's great. Plus it's, it's just a great challenge too. It, it's a lot of fun. Great. Well, it's been so so much fun getting to know you. I mean, some of the things you've done at, at Schneider are really exciting, and and some of the things that you're able to take from that and and now work with some of your own clients is is probably exciting for you yourself. How can people uh, you know learn more about what you're focused on or or what Susan Hartman Consulting is all about? Is there you know what what would be your call to action at the end here? I uh, I would invite anybody who is trying to work through certain challenges of 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 any portion of content marketing, whether it's organizational or if it's resource or if it's trying to think of new ways of, of coming at the same old problem, um, I'm more than happy to work with them. I work with, uh, as I said, big companies. I'm still doing some work with Schneider, uh, but there are other larger companies I'm doing some small projects with. And then I do really enjoy working with mid and small size companies as well um, of all types. So one of them is a university based group. Another one is um, a, a person who's doing some publishing. I mean, it's a whole variety of things. You know, it could be somebody I've, I've dealt with some folks that are in the sailing world, too. So I'm kind of distributing it. Like I said, it's it's. Uh, you know, the solutions fit all of the different scenarios. Um, so if anybody's interested in having a conversation about about how to go after some of this or to talk about the energy university model, I'm more than available. And my website at susanhartman.com is susanhartmanconsulting.com is a, a great way to reach out to me. Sounds great. Thanks so much, Susan. On behalf of Tyler at Vidyard, again, I'm Randy at Uberflip, and I appreciate everyone taking the time to make this one of the podcasts that they listen to. Uh, please tune in to others at contentprospodcast.com, where you can find all of our past episodes. Uh, and thank you so much for, for listening. Please leave us feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts and can do so. Let us know what we can do to make these more valuable. Until next time, this is the Content Pros Podcast. This is Jay Bear, and thanks for listening to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by Convince & Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip. It's produced by my team and I at Convince & Convert Media. Interested in being a guest or a sponsor on the show? Visit us at convinceandconvert.com. Thank you.